Hi, this is Lita Curry for Talent Talks. And today I'm in conversation with Dr. Marieka Otto. She's the Managing Director of Motto Business Consulting um, since 2005. And she consults in the field of organizational development and internal marketing that's kind of creating buy-in into your vision and a variety of clients in different industries, working in association with credible consultants and HR-related service providers. And she specializes in the field of diversity and inclusion. Um, Dr. Otto, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Lisa. Such a pleasure. The first question I have is about diversity. When we hear the word diversity, you know, most people think about race and gender, um, and that's completely valid, but that's not the whole story, is it? What, what does diversity really mean? I agree fully with you. I think there are so many more aspects to diversity that a lot of people are not considering at all. And the whole thing about diversity is to say anything can go, anything can work. So it does mean, of course, race and gender is in there and it's very important. And that in its own right will bring a lot of um, variety. But it's really about the variety of personalities. It is about being able to include everyone. So if you've got a disabled person, that person is included. And also, of course, if you think about the kind of characters that can show up in a team and what they will bring, what sort of strengths and what sort of weaknesses would they have. And that is what we're looking at. So it's not just your basic, obvious diversity. It's about being able to include everyone. Hmm. Okay, so personalities, disabled people, different characters, strengths and, and weaknesses, different skills and points of view that they bring Absolutely. to the team. So if, if you think about being, being a leader, running a team like that, why is diversity so important in a team? What is the impact of that on the team performance? You know, that question to me is at this stage, I think if a business leader is not aware of the business case, behind diversity they've got such a nice surprise <laughs> that, can, that can be unlocked because the reality is there's so much research that shows that the moment you've got a diverse team the performance is double that of a, a homogeneous team so you want to have different kind of elements in your team you want to but then there's a little bit of a caveat and that is that that team has to function how, in a healthy manner. It has to be in such a way that you can have very diverse people in a group, but it's not a team. And if you're able to move that group, just the number of people that are very different into a team, then you're going to fly. There is just, it is, it's just a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. So then the follow-up question to that would be, how do you do that as a manager? If you've got now this amazing diverse team together, how do you ensure that everyone is heard, that everyone feel, feels included, and that you really get the best possible performance out of them? How do you go about doing that? I think the most important thing in everybody is that we want to be seen, each and every person. I mean, Lita, if I say to you, how does it feel when you, part, when you are included in something but you don't feel part of it? Then you're not included. Then it's mm -hmm. not belonging. So what you want to do is you want to, as a first step, help each and every one in the team see the other person for who they are. What it is that they bring apart from the job title, apart from the role, apart from all the ego stuff. If you can take all the ego stuff out of it and you can connect with the real being that sits in front of you, that's when you start creating team. Because then we see our similarities 
and we can appreciate our differences and we can tap into the strengths that the differences will bring. Yeah, and I would imagine that really speaks to the maturity of the team leader needing to let go of, of that ego. Absolutely. And it's hard, you know, and, and it's, I love this stuff that Brenna Brown writes about vulnerability because that's ultimately what it's about, right? Is being able to say, listen, I know that I want us to get there, but I know that I bring my own biases. I know that I bring my own stuff and my own ego, but I want us to get there. So let's, and being able to first be brave and step into that space where you say, okay, who am I really? I'm a dad, I'm a whatever, I'm a, you know, I'm shy, I'm actually this, I don't like curry, I don't like whatever. And, and basic, basic things, preferences that's not work-related because then we can appreciate the other human being as a brother and a sister, somebody that you can actually relate to. Really nice. Well, the, the next question that I have is if you, if you think about diversity and inclusion, it's often very difficult for people who are in a minority to speak up in a team or shine the light on a lack of diversity or a lack of respect. What, what can they do to, to draw attention to the issue in a way that is safe and in a way that, that's really going to lead to change? What, what advice can we give them? So I think I had an interesting conversation the other day with a bunch of graduates. And I mean, these are upcoming um, guys that are just, they've got so much to offer and they will be classified, you know, as the diversity elements in a new team. And they said, you know, we bring ideas, but we get shut down and we feel like the tokens in the team. And, you know, it breaks my heart because... It is, it is such a waste, okay? So there, there's such a huge opportunity. So what I would suggest is, and this is what I said to them as well, is that the same principle counts for them. Is if you can just get out of your package, if you can get out of your own ego, and you say, maybe I'm not that child that grew up in Guguletu that has got this massive chip on my shoulder, and I do not have to be that, and I, first of all, just have to say, what is it that I really am? And what is it that I really bring? And then when you walk into the office of a CEO, that's maybe somebody that used to be a threat to you, maybe first of all, just try to see that person as a human being mm -hmm. and somebody that you can connect and relate to. And then if you can do it, your attitude as a minority it's going to change because the moment you do that, you're stepping yourself into the other person's space and you suddenly have empathy and you suddenly realize, oh, flip, this must be so hard for that other person to have to deal with me. Yeah. I am really pushing their buttons, I'm sure. And then to say, okay, how can I first of all connect with this person as a human being? And whether it is talking about your own mother, talking about if something that's not related and asking the other person about stuff that's not about the work itself. And in then way, once they see you as somebody they've got something in common with, the relatedness, the similarity, it's much easier for people to hear you instead of screaming and shouting and beating and throwing rules and, and all sorts of laws and all sorts of things at them. It doesn't work. And this is where organizations go wrong. They completely fail at this. Well, I'm, I'm interested in, in some of your stories. I mean, where have you seen that organizations do it wrong? And, and where have you seen organizations doing it right? I think, yeah, so <laughs> there's a famous example, the recent famous example of clicks. I feel so sorry for them because I think 
I think, you know, things go wrong. And it, it is, is uh, I think it was, you know, my opinion is, it, it is it's a healthy it's a healthy exercise for us to just go back and say what is it that we do as an organization so i've had some brilliant case studies and situations where i was called and, uh, and asked to to come in and do a diversity workshop and i said but by an hr manager and i said but why i don't like diversity workshops this is south <laughs> africa we all know we're diverse we all know we're different we all know what we're dealing with here it's a common now and he says, no, we've, we've had such a race. It's a construction company. We've mm. had a race incident on site and it's, oh, we've got to, we've got to do something. So I said to him, okay, tell me what your budget is. No, 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 we've got to get the entire organization to come in. They've got to fly down to Cape Town, blah, 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 blah. And I said to the HM, you know what? Give me a chance, but I think we've got a, a better idea. I think we've got a better plan here. I've got something else that I want to propose. And the idea was just to say, listen, Let's just first see what, because obviously the symptom is the racial incident, mm -hmm. but there has to be something that's deeper. And it was amazing. And it was typical, typical thing of not feeling included. So no participation, not feeling I've got belonging here. Uh, I can't see opportunities. I can't, I can't participate in, in conversations where I do, where I want to share my ideas, etc. So we, we did a survey and it was mind-blowing when I went back to the leadership team and I gave them the, the feedback they were all stunned and they said oh, we cannot let our people feel this way this is not okay if they feel this way then they're gonna that's why they behave that way and that's exactly that if your perceptions and your stories tell you that that this is the truth this is what's going on this is my reality mm -hmm. then you're going to behave according to this so what we then did we've been in a two-year process where we've really spent time to make sure that all those egocentric stuff that we were talking about earlier that that just disappears and it is practical things like saying to the md you've got to get onto site and chat to everybody You've got to go and say hi to people. You've got to go and, and yes, all the practical stuff needs to be in place. All the rules need to be ticked and all the boxes need to be ticked. But people have to connect on a human level and then they're able to see, oh, there's real opportunity for me here. And people really see me. And it's, I'm not just here because I'm a bright black engineer or I'm a, a female uh, quantity surveyor and they're so rare. You know, I really feel part of something. So it's been amazing. We've had like a 100% improvement um, in terms of belonging. Uh, all the racial issues were disappear disappeared. And the, the stats improvement was anything improved from 20% to, like I said, like 100%. So in other words, it was very, very low. And it just, it's, it's, it looks fantastic. And that's what you want. And you can feel it. You can sense it in the environment when you walk into the organization. Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing you say you really have to approach this in a systemic way. It's not about running diversity workshops for everyone. It, it's really around how people relate to one another almost on a daily basis. Absolutely. Because you, if you think about all the team development phases, right? Mm. And what we know is a healthy team is able to laugh at themselves. Mm. So when you get to that performing phase, you want norms and, and, and systems and, and different things in place that can help us stay healthy as a sustain, in a sustainable way as a team. So for us then to be able to say, okay, if that is the case, what is it that we need? And that's the question that they've got to ask. We've got to ask each other and ourselves and first ourselves, of course, what is it that I need to function in a diverse team? And it might be that, guys, some days I'm going to be like a real 
typical Afrikaner or I'm going to be like a typical whatever. And in, in your view, but please just understand where I'm coming from. This is, this is what I need. And finding uh, almost rules of engagement in, in the organization that can help us to get to a place where we can, we can have fun. We can actually enjoy what we're doing. So, so my last question for you then is, you know, if something like that happens in an organization, you know, people usually go into a knee-jerk reaction, oh, diversity workshops for everyone, or they kind of shy away from it because it's awkward and it's difficult to, to talk about. If there's one piece of advice that you can give to leaders regarding diversity, what would that be? Yeah. The thing is, you know, Lita, with these sort of things, there's never a silver bullet. But what I can say is that I know that we have to follow all the rules and we have to tick the boxes. But real transformation doesn't happen by doing that. You've got to get into the hearts and the minds of the people. Mm. First, step out there and find out what is really happening Put yourself out there and listen to find out what is really going on for people. And once you know what the perceptions and the stories are in their minds, you can shift it. You can then expose them to what you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm hearing you say, make a connection, get out there, be approachable, mm -hmm. talk to people, listen to the stories, and then decide what do you do in, in order to change the reality that they face with every day? Yeah, be part of it as much as you want them to feel included, but you've got to step in there. You can't get an, an external consultant or one person, the poor HR manager, to drive transformation diversity in organization. It's not realistic. It is a cultural shift that's needed. And it has to come then from your top leadership that needs to get down and get involved and, 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 Figure it out with other people. We don't know. We, and, and that's okay. So, so, you know, as again, as that thing of sitting in that uncertainty and saying, oh, I don't have the perfect solution yet. Yeah, but that's okay. You don't have the perfect solution. We're going to figure it out as a team, as a collective. And we're yeah. going to create something that's beautiful and it's going to work for us. Awesome. Thank you so much. Dr. Marietta Otto, thank you for your time today. It was fascinating talking to you. Um, and uh, thank you very much. We'll keep an eye on the future work that you do, fascinating work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. It's been fun.